Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. The podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., sitting in Studio 13, having a little Halloween hangover action here. Halloween is over, but we are still coming at you because that's what we do here on Horror Zone 607. Back in 8122 Production Studios, there are a couple of fun-loving criminals. They're my two best friends in the world (laughs) that I do this show with. I wouldn't want to do it any other way. First... Oh, he knows Victoria's Secret. He's rich. Yeah, and I I have been sworn to secrecy, I cannot tell you. As penalty, I will have to pay a lot of money that I don't have. So therefore, if you guys want to pay me the money that I owe uh, to the Victoria's Secret company for telling their secret, I will tell you. Also, while we're at it, I have Ransom, the uh, 12 original herbs and spices in the chicken from KFC. And the Ooh. thing you heard online is bullshit, because if you count the uh, herbs and spices, there's only 11. So that motherfucker held yeah. out on us. Yeah, that, that's He true. held out on us. There's one spice missing. So with that being said, I have all 12. At the right price, I will tell Vicky's secret and give you the Colonel's recipe. But, you know, for the time being, you've got those things locked up in Pandora's box. Let's, but that's a whole other well, show. Well, somebody's that's box. Show. Her name ain't Pandora, though. <laughs> All right. Well, you also hear him in the background because he can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. That's right. He just can't stop. No, he's not the polka king of the Midwest, but he is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. And I'm going to stop calling him that if he doesn't start getting trivia questions. Right there. He's, <laughs> he hasn't gotten one right yet. No, but he is the professor. Well, it's it's book smarts, not not it's street smarts. smarts. Right. You guys got the street smarts. Question. He, he did get one right. It was a couple of weeks ago. He got one right. Yeah, it was a two-parter, but he I got, got the first part. He got first part well, of the, uh, the fictional town where Scream takes place. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There was another one where it was a two-parter, and he got the first one right. Because remember, we were he was excited, so we let him go first, and he was not wrong. Because then he said, the unicorn. Oh, oh, it was the unicorn from yeah, Black Christmas. And because then I was like, yes, that's the right answer. And you were like, no, wrong answer. I'm like, whoa, whoa no, 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 that, that, that's the right answer. My heart was broken. <laughs> we were both like, wait a minute, that's the right <laughs> answer. But your heart went on. And like, just because you referenced fun-loving criminals, mm-hmm. I looked it up on Google. They're still together, apparently. Anybody? Wow. The fun-loving criminals? Any, wow. That's any in, fans out there? That is that is intriguing that they're still together. Uh, their their last album. They're staying together. They, uh, that's what our entire show is going to be about this week. The fun-loving criminals. Their last album, Classic Fantastic, came out in 2010. Well, but uh, congratulations to uh, Fantastic, uh, whatever that you just said. Classic Fantastic. Because yeah. I was just, I just tuned you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got a question for you guys. Did you guys have a nice Halloween? Ooh, yes. I, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to defer to the the professor because he had a very good Halloween. What did you do this Halloween, I watched, professor? I watched Mr. Bungle the night they came home. Uh, the live stream show of them performing uh, their thrash metal uh, demo album that they just recently re-recorded and re-released that they toured last year for just like a very few shows, like five or six shows. 
Um, it was awesome. They played live from Eureka, California, their hometown. Eureka! At the, at the local public library, and they also had some fun guests. Neil Hamburger, um, Henry Rollins was there. De- uh, the guy who plays Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia was there. Like There there were some fun like little um, videos in between and uh, fun little guest appearances and stuff. It was awesome. It was very metal. It was very Halloween. It was. It, it's actually... If you get a chance to get that album, it's a perfect Halloween time album. Um, starts off with Rhea Perlman re- reading a horror story and kind of dovetails into the the metal. So, huh? okay. so it's cool. Good stuff. There you go. I didn't have it as an exciting time. I was slanging pizzas. Yeah, oh. yeah. Slanging them pizzas, man. And they were popular on Halloween Day, which well, is really I, weird. I ordered a pizza for the show. Yeah, I had a See, friend come that. over. We, we watched uh, Bungle and ate pizza and wings. It was... Uh, it was yeah, good time. Wow, you guys had a had a much better Halloween than I did. So yeah. I just want to say that. Would you watch yeah. Halloween twenty eighteen for the nine hundredth and ninety fifth time? I watched it seven times. And I you watched stewed. it seven times. No, I watched uh, I watched a couple of movies on Turner Classic Movies. Uh, watched the original Wolfman, which I had only ever seen once before. Oh, you watched Gone with the Wind. Uh, I watched Gone with the Wind. After that, it was terrifying. Um, I watched Ghost Nation. They had a, a two-hour uh, reunion show with former members of Ghost Hunters. Uh, so kind of watched that. And uh, I believe I was in bed by about 10.30 last night uh, oh, dreaming of sugar are, plum fairies. You are old, so that does make yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I really am. I actually stayed I am up, the senior member. I stayed up late. Uh, I, I rewatched for the first time in a while Halloween 2018. How would ah. you feel about it? I, I love it. I love that movie. Ah. <laughs> You're the opposite of Mike still. Yeah. Yeah. It gets better every time I see it. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could say the same thing with every time that I see it. My score goes down more and more and more because it is rubbish. It is pure rubbish. Worst Halloween movie. I'd rather watch Halloween Resurrection than that. Yo, I stick by that. You are pure rubbish. I really am. Garbage. What's Enough. I don't want to even think about Halloween 2018 for another second here. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're going, with you're going to because we're about to talk something about it. Yeah, we are. Yes, yeah, we, we are. are. We will get to that. We will get to that. But let's kick off with October 29th. Blumhouse had their first annual. Can we call it that? The first annual? The first annual Blumfest. Well, hopefully it's first annual. Hopefully it is. It should be with everything that they've got their hands in. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, they've that's a nice part about some pies. That's a nice part about the 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 one silver lining about the uh, COVID era is we have gotten a lot more fan appreciation stuff on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so did you would have if you would have been able to see it, it would have only been a select number of people who saw it, or it wouldn't have happened at all. Because yeah. I don't think DC fandom happens if there's uh, San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con going on live. I don't True. think it happens. Same thing as, uh, you know, even with this Blumfest, they would have probably made an announcement at one of the big cons and that's it. They wouldn't have done this whole thing on their own. Uh, but here we are, man. And all, all those cast re, uh, get back together stuff and doing the, the reunions and having yeah. all good conversations. So I think that's, you know, silver linings of a, of a crappy time is that we've gotten some pretty cool entertainment stuff. Creatively, everything's pretty much rocking right now mm-hmm. um, because I, everybody's 
got to find something to do and we're getting some awesome music this year <clears throat> yeah i was gonna say well some... here's the other thing something even like what the professor was watching the other day wouldn't have happened yeah. i mean it might have happened but you, if you weren't in eureka you wouldn't have been seeing it yeah so i mean there's some cool things you got it we got to do we have to give a shout out to that so yeah i'm very excited and i do hope it's an annual thing i hopefully there was enough interest that even if uh, things open back up maybe they'll do it live and in person or still keep it on the internet either way it was pretty cool but uh there's a lot of news that came out of it right Mike? Yeah, there is a lot of news, and there's two things in particular that I want to focus on. Uh, the first is there was a panel featuring David Gordon Green and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I have not. I, I just want to state that I have not watched this yet. I didn't get a chance to catch this, but I do know that they did release uh, a brand new Halloween Kills teaser trailer. Uh, showed a lot more footage yes. than the first one. Oh, a lot yeah. more footage than the first one. And we've all seen it pretty much, I'm assuming, because uh, we retweeted it. Oh, yeah. And we re put it on Facebook and all that happy jazz if you checked out. Yeah. At HorrorZone607 on uh, Twitter and, of course, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. And uh, everybody else did as well. Let's be honest. It was like the hit parade for the teaser trailer. Uh, I thought the teaser trailer was very the, good. And the cheese was good. The cheese was good. The cheese, the cheese was good as well. The cheese trailer. I was. That's where I was, I was eating. I was eating the cheese while watching the teaser. I was in trailer. the cheese trailer watching the teaser trailer. That that's yeah. a, that's that, that, <laughs> that might get my tongue tied. So calm down. Uh, with that being yeah, said, yeah, I don't though, want any more of that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. With that being said, uh, I thought it was really good. I mean, how did you guys feel about it? How did you feel about the uh, the mask and everything else? Kind of little uh, peeks behind the curtains, if you will. I didn't notice a difference with his mask. Everybody was saying how melted and burned and everything. It yeah. looked exactly did you not, the same. To did me. you didn't see the? Uh, did no. you not see the still images then? Because it was a I real didn't quick. See the still okay, images, so in no. in in the trailer, gnarly. in the trailer, it's kind of a quick shot. Yeah, it's a real quick. It's scanned, and you see the mask. And if they somebody, of course, isolated it because <laughs> why wouldn't it? It's the internet. And when they isolated it, you can see the picture, and it's it's still kind of like grainy, but you can definitely see that one side of the mask is burnt completely to his face mm. so like you can see more of a definition of his actual face um, like i want to yeah. say i want to say like you can see you can't see his face but you can see the contours of his actual face on the one side where it's burnt well i think it's a cool i mean it's it kind of nods to a little bit of you know the original halloween too and a little bit of what zombie was doing with his halloween too um with the mask like falling to pieces mm -hmm. or like becoming part of him mm -hmm. which is really cool yeah. i like that idea i do too but also in the trailer we get to see him look like he procures a new mask yes which is <laughs> i mean it's the same mask yeah. but i mean it's a new mask so i'm kind of curious does he put that mask over the burnt mask or does he take does he peel that burnt mask off because the burnt mask when you look at that still image looks like it's burnt to his face the mask regenerates. Ooh. <laughs> He's an alien. Get, or does he get into the nano machine and he becomes Uber Michael? Yeah. That would be ah, that's where I'd take oh it. Oh god. That's where I would take it. To I, space. I, <laughs> but anyways, without with like all seriousness though, it, the trailer looked really cool. The teaser yeah. trailer. I, I thought it was a really good sneak peek into what they did. They didn't give away too much, but you definitely got to see the direction that they're going in. Uh, like I said, if you if you get a chance, Mike, check out the isolated picture of it. Because like I said, in the trailer, you see it, but it's a quick... It's like, because it's a scanning moment. That The teaser trailer is super short, and they did a lot of quick shots because I think they just wanted to give you that quick taste yeah. and nothing else. But of course, if you go online, you can find the people who have isolated it because you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, and within course. 10 minutes, people had isolated things out of it. And all the Easter eggs are up, so if you want to go deep dive on that, it's always a fun time as well. But yeah, I dug it. I think it's cool, and uh, I hope that uh, it, it stays as cool as it looks, in yeah. my opinion. 
Well, whatever. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> no, it looks. Way, I, I way think it ex- looks. Way to be excited, Mike. I think it looks great. Um, After I, Halloween 2018, I'm not excited about anything, but I, I have a feeling Mike's gonna like this one. I, Mike, I, I think so. he's gonna like this one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, think he I likes it. So. Mike, he likes. I think it. the more popular something is, the more Mike hates it. Yeah. Oh, that's not true at all. He's or the more like different. He's kind of. He's kind of a hipster. No, I mean most things that we've re- we've done reviews on, I've given a seven or better on most of them. Six, six and a half, seven. Yeah, but a lot of I things that we've. Most things. I got to point this out: the things that we've done a review on, with the exception of a couple of them, are kind of obscure things. We haven't really yeah, we we we've really kind of stayed away from doing a ton of mainstream stuff. I mean, the most mainstream we've gone was Psycho, but think about it: the yeah. highest rated one that we gave was Psycho Two. Well, most of us. I mean, but I I'm do. not a big fan of obscure things. I like the more mainstream things. It's just Halloween 2018 did not work for me. I will never like that movie. I hate the direction they went with it. I hated everything about it. Um, I'm just trying to think, think about what are the mainstream things you like, though. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm off the top of my head. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not even saying there's April anything Fool's wrong with Day. it. That's not mainstream. You know how many sure, people haven't seen that? I love that movie. I and had, everybody knows that. But I had never seen that until we had... We reviewed it. I but once again, Saw you know how movies, many people... Okay, Hellfest. see, the, the, okay, Saw, Hellfest is not, but Saw would be. Because Hellfest was more watched Hellfest. By the way, I love Devil's Hellfest Night, as well. But I'm, I want to awesome. also point this out, though. Hellfest is not a mainstream movie. Like mo- a lot of people didn't even know about that. Yeah, movie. no, they did not. Oh yeah, which is too bad. But as people find out, it's becoming more and more popular. It it Child's Play. Movie. So I enjoyed the new Child's Play. Mm, yes, I'll give you that. But everybody, we all hated it first, and then when we went in, we were just pleasantly surprised. We hated surprised. it without seeing it. So. And then we were pleasantly surprised. It was really good. Yeah. So I'll give you that. Outside of yeah. that, though, and it's it's okay, Mike. You because, can like obscure things. That's not a that's not the problem. No, I'm just I know, but just with this, I just I hated the direction that it went. So I just don't have a lot of faith in this. I hope I'm wrong. I will see it. I just I hope that I'm wrong. He Mike's a huge uh, fan. He's a no huge more. fan of Halloween Resurrection, though. No. Hey, yo, Michael. He has he has his <laughs> he, he even has a he even has a mask worn in the movie. Happy that Halloween. I do have. Yes, and then I that I have I I the expert I am have narrowed it down to being a mask that Buster Rhymes wore. It may very well be because it's the only well one be. that has a hole in the mouth. Yeah, so we could talk. Yeah, ha. <laughs> it, true. Well, by the way, while we were while we were watching the movie, I was looking for which mask it could possibly be, and that's how I narrowed it down because like the one the only one that had a hole in the mouth <laughs> is the ones that that he used, so we could talk through them. And I was like, oh shit, that's cool. Maybe that's one of the ones you may, you got something worn by Buster Rhymes. Yeah, it's. It's entirely possible. So Mike's, screen, Mike's, Mike's mouth has mask. touched. I know that. Mike's, Mike, Mike's mouth touched the same parts that Buster Rhymes' mouth touched. Mm. Think about yeah. that at home. Think mm. about that. Put, that. put a mm. put a put a candle on. Put some slow music. Maybe yeah. some Buster Rhymes even. Got you all in check. Yeah. And then and then think about Mike. All right, Mike. But there was yeah. more news than just that. I know we we got to we got to get off picking there on is. Mike. There is. So <laughs> also during Blumfest. A fifth installment in the Insidious series was announced. And this isn't just another prequel that they're doing. No, 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 no. Patrick Wilson is returning to the Insidious franchise, not only to star in the movie, but no, no, he's going to be directing the fifth installment of this film. That's awesome. It is happening. I am a major Patrick Wilson fan. I think this is good news. Is this the first thing he's ever directed? I don't yes. Know. This is going to be his directorial debut. Very, very so. interesting. Is he? So it's still going to be him and Vera Formiga playing uh, the... Uh... Oh, oh, wait. Well, oh, no. I'm thinking, of the, was, I'm thinking of The Conjuring. Yeah, that was no, The Conjuring. Never no, mind. This, he, was, he was Josh Lambert. 
uh, yeah. in the original. Uh, and yes, he's going to be Josh Lambert. Um, Ty Simpkins, who played Dalton, the the little boy who was in the coma in the original one, yeah. uh, is also going to be back. It's I, I don't know if Rose Byrne will be back or if any of the other family members or Lynn Shay. You know, I have to assume that Lynn Shay, Lee Wanell, and uh, Angus Sampson will all be back in some form yeah. in this, considering it's an insidious film. But, um, but yeah, Ty Simpkins is apparently going to be going to college, and it's going to take place with him in college. Uh, now, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this because, uh, you know, spoiler alert, at the end of Insidious 2, um, after all the shenanigans that happen, they kind of get um, they, they get uh, hypnotized to forget about everything. That's what they did with Patrick Wilson's character when he was a little boy. That's why he didn't know anything about having gone through this himself once, you know, when he was an adult. Yeah. Um, so they did that to both of those characters. So they forget it. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of resurrect that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I hope that the rest of the cast is going to be back, but I kind of have a feeling it's just going to be the two of them. I have a feeling that, uh, that Renee and the kids will still be at home. She'll be taking care of the kids at home and, this is going to take place in college. So the series um, has moved on. The series is going to be, it's going to be moving on. So, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I was telling the guys, uh, you know, before we started recording, you know, the night before this was announced, I was actually watching the first two films and I was thinking to myself, boy, I wonder if they'll ever come back. You know, there's been talk about doing a fifth one last I, you know, I had heard, um, they kind of Lynn Shea kind of threw, you know, water on it, basically saying that it wasn't going to, you know, wasn't going to be uh, happening. That was done. The fire was out with it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, I wonder if they would ever do another one. And, you know, if they would ever bring the Lamberts back, how they would do it. And then boom. So I am going to take full responsibility, full credit. I, I thought this up. I made this spawn. Boom, this this is my idea. So, so it's happening. And boom. you guys can all thank me for it. Nice dude. So, so yeah, I, I'm excited for this. Uh, it's expected that it'll be in 2022 that it'll be released. So, uh, sometime in back, the future. Yeah, sometime in the future. <laughs> back to the future. Um, going back to Halloween news, real quick. Um, David Gordon Green, my my least favorite director in the entire franchise, <laughs> co-wrote co-wrote a children's book based on the original Halloween as well as Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. It's going to be called. The Legend of Halloween. Yes, it is for kids. It is a children's book. Probably going into maybe the the roots of kind of like that. Uh, if you, I forgot who wrote the original novelization of Halloween with the whole opening chapter explaining the 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 kind of spirit that inhabits uh, Michael Myers, right from the old ancient Samhain traditions and stuff. Um, like it was, a, it, it was like set in the ancient past and everything. I'm wondering if he's going in that route, but, uh, David Gordon Green's really kind of going crazy. He's, isn't he, he's, he's directing the first few episodes of the Hellraiser. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're going to get to that. Yeah. He's, so he's like running the entire show. That's, uh, that's just prefacing that that's foreshadowing. <laughs> You've ruined the entire show. We're talking about him. We're going to segue into him, but either way he's, he's got his, He's all over the place. He's doing really cool things, I think. He really is. Yeah. Yeah, so he is he is involved in that. We will talk about that soon. Uh, all I know about the book is that on the cover of it, it's a picture of Michael Myers standing above a bunch of kids in Halloween costumes with a giant butcher knife. I don't know what speaks uh, children's novel, anything more than that. So, <laughs> you know, it's God bless him. God bless him. Uh, so as the professor just prefaced here, yes, David Gordon Green is going to be directing 
the Hellraiser series or some of the episodes. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to forget about that for the time being. We're going to talk about another movie uh, that's coming out first because I don't feel like getting into it yet. You jumped the gun, and I, I'm not going to let you have your well, way. Well, what? So. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. You ruined the whole show, so that's it. Yep. Nah, let's talk about it. Oh, okay. We'll let you have your way for once. So, yes. You know, he is going to be involved with that, and there actually is some Hellraiser series news. Oh, yeah. Uh, not so much about David Gordon Green, but that the series has added Clive Barker as an executive producer. Yes. So Clive Barker is now officially involved with his creation. That's awesome. Yeah. Very good yeah, news. This, it's going to be interesting. It's uh, I, I believe it's – I know HBO is developing it. Um, it's been a while since we talked about it. Is is it going straight to the uh, HBO Max or is it supposed to be on HBO? I think it's an HBO Max series. Yes, I believe it is. It is on, coming to HBO Max. Okay. It's been a while since we discussed that, so I couldn't remember. But yeah, yeah. You know, David Gordon Green directing the pilot episode. Michael Doherty is involved in co-writing it. Yes. Um, there's a list of about 47 executive producers, and Clyde Barker is not one of them. Wow, so, that's, a, that's a lot of producers. It's a lot of producers. A <laughs> lot of producers. So Lots of hands be, in the old pie lot, there. Yeah, a lot of cooks in the lot, kitchen. A lot, lot of hands and the fingers in the pie. The pie. It really is. It really is. We got another series that's coming to the small screen, and that's going to be Ginger Snaps. Brand new series. It's being revived, and uh, it'll be a series. That's awesome, too. I, yeah. I've only seen the first movie, though. I haven't. Has any Have either of you seen any of the other ones? Uh, bits and pieces of both of them. Okay. First, Don't remember much about it. I remember that the pre there was a prequel and it's like the same uh, the same actors are in it, but it takes place like a hundred years earlier. Yeah, or something like that. Huh. Well, so, the, the first Ginger Snaps is one of the best werewolf movies that, that you could ask for. I mean, it's like yeah, it's a different take. It's it's pretty different. cool. I uh, that that one and uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but. Um, Wolf Cop is a lot of fun too. Wolf Cop, um, Wolf Cop. That that one's not as serious. Like Ginger Snaps is serious. Wolf Cop's another great recent, you know. But anyway, yeah. And next week, uh, the professor is going to give a five point uh, presentation on uh, Wolf Cop. Well, yeah, Wolf Cop. So you heard it here first. Have you guys? Oh, that. Have <laughs> you guys not watched Wolf Cop? I've never seen Wolf Cop. Can't say I have. Oh boy. Yeah. Are we in for a treat? <laughs> you. Yeah, I, I think you might actually like it. It's a lot of fun. We should watch Wolf Cop and then Maniac Cop. The Horror Cop movies. Better use the better horror yet, cop Maniac movie. Cop 2. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, one of these days, you know, let's just take this one step at a time here, Rich. Let's take this oh, one step at a time. Oh, we start with the sequel. Yeah, we might as oh, well. Oh, we start with the with, sequel. With as little with context as possible. Yeah. We should start with Thanks Killing 3. That's what we should start with. You don't miss much. <laughs> yeah from what i hear you though kind of like uh uh what was the christmas one uh the ginger <laughs> dead man the ginger dead man yeah no i've i've actually seen the silent, third one of that too silent night deadly night silent night deadly night too yes where it's where the, the first half of the movie is just a recap <laughs> the of first the movie. first movie yeah yeah and it's garbage day garbage day <laughs> Oh, God bless him. I have that sounder in the soundboard if you ever come back to the studio. Oh, amazing. Amazing. We're going to have some new ones. We are talking about having Duck Hunt somewhere in there, too. So. And then it ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. We won't even talk about how, 
how many times we tried to do this show this week. So how many times we tried to start the show this week? It took me about 55 tries. So usually we get it on the first day. He's not lying. Yeah. It's been a disaster. <laughs> usually we get it on one take and there's not much editing, you know, at least, you know, that I'm aware of that we need to do with it. Just little things I think that you have to do, Rich, when you put the show together. But it was a rough one today. And it all started with Duck Hunt. Uh-huh. All right, moving on. Jordan Peele was back in the news as he's going to be producing a brand new take on the people under the stairs. Take on me. <laughs> take on take me. Take me on. This is, a, this is one of those uh, times where I want to point out I didn't know we needed this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, okay, so the first people under the stairs, correct me if I'm wrong, Wes Craven, correct? Oh, yeah. Yes. So now Jordan Peele is redoing a Wes Craven classic. Yes. Yes. Okay. One of my favorite, uh, Everett McGill as the husband <clears throat> and yes, people yes, yes. under the stairs. I Anything with Everett McGill, I love that guy. He's he's awesome. He's a great werewolf in Silver Bullet, if anybody ah, has ever seen Silver, Silver Bullet. Bullet I love werewolf yes. movies, everybody. Sorry. Well, we can just, tell he looks like a werewolf if you see I, it. Yeah. I've let myself go. He, pretty much. But uh, with that being <laughs> said, though, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, one of these, it's one of these things where it's like, do we need another one? Like, honestly, like, I thought the first one was great. It's a very underrated movie. It's a very 90s. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's dated. <laughs> yeah. It is dated. But if you think about it, it was still a good movie. Yeah. Like, it's a surprisingly good movie because the premise yeah. alone should not make it good. Yeah. Like, am honestly, the, the premise alone should be shit. By the way, am I the who only else one doesn't that... like Roach? Huh? Yeah. Oh, am Roach? I the only one here that's a little bit surprised that this was actually a Wes Craven movie and not a Sam Raimi movie? Uh, when I watched yes. the movie... It looks like a Sam Raimi movie. It's shot like one. This yeah. is that weird. This was this weird time in Wes Craven's life post Nightmare on Elm Street. Pre New Nightmare. Pre New, slightly before New Nightmare and pre Scream. Yeah. So this is like him trying to find his way uh, after coming out of like, let's be honest. He, Wes Craven has gone through some phases. Yeah. In the 70s, it was a lot of rape. Yep. A true story. Like Last House like, on the Left. Yeah, realistic. Hills Have Eyes. Gross Lots stuff. of sexual violence. Think Swamp. about it, both of them. So, so. Then he did Swamp Thing out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then well, number, don't forget the culmination, but, Music of the Heart. But yeah. ready, Nightmare on Elm Street took all the took the, the the violence and stuff and put it out there and kind of peeled back the sexual violence. Like it was rumored that uh, Mr. Kruger was a pedophile, pedophile yeah. but it was never said. Whereas in his earlier movies, I believe they would have just came out and said it. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. And then you head into the nineties and. First, you have people under the stairs, which is completely different than anything else he had done up to that point. Is it's pretty much a pure like kind of thriller, more of a and I don't even know who done it. It was just weird, but it was definitely nineties s because you have the weird fucking killer slash bad people who are also into BDSM. Yeah, <laughs> dressed in the the latex suits. Everett McGill. You got and the that weird got the, leather suit. You yeah. got you got the you got Roach hiding through the walls and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and then you got the the the, the black kid from uh, the the what do you call it? What's that Sandlot. movie? Sandlot. He was in Sandlot. He was also in Mighty Ducks. Yep. Um, so you have you, so that that's where I know him from. I mean, that's the only place I knew him. And then you know he's also Ben Rames. Yeah, well, Ben Rames is in the movie, which is weird. I think a, he doesn't look like a Vin major Rames. a major reason why that movie really works though is the, uh, Everett McGill is playing alongside. Uh, the woman he he was uh, in Twin Peaks with. Yes, um, yes, yes. The, What the hell? Nadine? I don't remember her name. Not Nadine. Who, who am I? Who, what am I? What am I? Who am I? I don't know Where who you I? are. But anyways, with that Wendy being said. Wendy Roby. Went, wait, no. Not her. 
Never mind. Keep going. Sorry. So, anyways, I, I just think that it's a weird time in Wes Craven's life. Then he goes back to Nightmare, and then he goes Scream. Uh, once again, I, I don't hate the movie. Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, he did. You didn't know that? No, I've never seen that movie. Oh, that's a foray into comedy. It's so good. Eddie yeah. Murphy. Yep. I have no idea that he. I'm looking at his, his sin, list of movies. Sin he's is right good. Now. And evil no is idea. good. And ass is good. If it's a piece of evil ass, it's real good. Yeah. That's it. That's that's Eddie Murphy dressed up as a pastor on the lawn of the church because when he goes in the church, his hair lights on fire. So he's like, "Oh, it's hot in here. We gotta go outside. Pass outside. We're all, we're gonna do church outside." Yeah, it's I so was good. I was right. It was Wendy Roby who uh, plays his wife and people under the stairs. Edward yes, McGill, yeah. his sister. Yeah, it's well, his sister. Yeah, yeah it's his sister. Yeah, I forgot about that. They, I mean, they are having relations. But they—it's his sister too. But those two crank up the weirdness after being oh, on Twin yeah. Peaks. But anyways, it was a good. It's a decent movie. I just don't know if uh, I don't know how you transfer that over to modern times, and I don't know that we really fucking needed it. That's all I'm saying. So thanks, yeah. thanks, but no thanks. I think I think we know exactly what to expect, but we won't. <laughs> oh, I know exactly. But here's the problem: it, like Jordan Peele, he hit a home run with Get Out. And then since then, technically speaking, everything is kind of the same. So I don't understand how he makes this movie where it's blatantly obvious, other than the fact that it's a remake, unless he does it shot for shot. Yeah. And the reason why I said that is because for some reason, all his movies, and I'm not dissing on him. I know people I will get some hate. That's fine. But like, let's be honest. His, his gimmick is like the anti-M. Night Shyamalan. I've said it on the show before. Yeah. All of his movies are predictable within the first like 10, 15 minutes. Yep. And so that's he's the anti M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan, he gets to the end of the movie, and it's like, ooh, what a twist! With Jordan Peele, it's like there ain't no twist. We told you early on. Foreshadowing. I mean, come on. They, I mean, Get Out is a perfect example of it when she's not mixing the milk with her cereal. Oh yeah, because she doesn't want to mix the color and the pure milk. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything with the fiance there mm-hmm. is just right there, and the it's yeah. G T F O H, as the kids would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they would say that with a heavy hand. The best, the best part about it is Mike's trying to figure out what GTFOH means. <laughs> I know what most of it means. <laughs> uh, we got any other news? We got one last thing, and I know that the professor is going to be happy about this. John Carpenter's Lost mm. Themes 3 Alive After Death oh, will be released yeah. on February 5th, 2021, with 10 non-soundtrack themes that will be available on the album. You can pre-order your copy today at sacredbonesrecords.com. That's sacredbonesrecords.com. I just I have today. As you were saying that, the professor just ordered two copies. Yep. Yeah. He's got his pre-order in for two copies. I can just hear him. One, I actually one that he plays on the record player and one he just keeps cuz it looked pretty. Yeah. One he holds while he's listening to it. I'm actually on the mailing list for Sacred Bones Records, so like, uh, I get all. <laughs> like, but yeah, the the first two albums are classic John Carpenter. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of these performances live. With no, I have oh, not seen. Them he's live. It, it's a Couple cool show. It's you. It's usually just him like standing at the keyboard in the center, and then he's got his band around him. But like some of these, and he does play some of the classic uh, soundtracks from his movies. But uh, these, it's just great synth music, great electronic music. Sets a good mood, good vibe. It's, all hail, all awesome. hail John Carpenter. Synth master John Carpenter. And it even gets better when you add Atticus and Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. Even though Mike hates it. It doesn't matter what you hate, Mike. Well, <laughs> it's just the truth. Carpenter's doing a lot of stuff with his son. Uh, yeah, I see Cody? Is it Cody, yeah, it's Cody. Carpenter? I think it's Cody. And Cody. The, like, yeah, so I think Cody he's Diener. a member of the band. I don't, I don't know. 
Maybe I'm just making that up. He probably is a member of the band. Making the band. You got to go across the bridge and get me a cheesecake. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pure horror show. If you guys know making the band, you know it's a horror show. You know P. Diddy is probably the biggest horror professor, like the worst horror villain of all time, and especially on that show. But you know what? If you want to talk about P. Diddy, uh, you, you came to the wrong place. But let's be honest. If you want to talk about anything we talked about, during the news segment or anything we talk about at all or if you want to give us a suggestion of what we should review talk about anything else or if you just want to say hi because we always love hello you guys when you drop by and you say hello you can do that on our social medias that's horrorzone 607 on uh, facebook that uh, like and share that page we're at horrorzone 607 on twitter and instagram hashtag hz607 whenever talking about our show also, you can go ahead and go to 8122productions.com and get all the info right there and uh, check out all we have to offer on the website. And and you could go to uh, twitch.tv slash 607podcast and uh, check out all the Twitch content that we're putting out and more to come in the near future, and last, including maybe a movie soon. <laughs> we, we, we have a movie idea I'm just throwing it out there it could hit YouTube because we have a YouTube channel Horizon 607 it could hit somewhere is this what I was talking about earlier this is what we were talking yeah. about in the chat earlier we can't give it away I know it sounds weird to be like I bring it up and not give it away because we don't want somebody to steal it because it's not exactly a the, hard movie to shoot the joke is it's good brilliant. though so, it is yeah. a good, it's a it's brilliant, brilliant idea we can't spoil the joke we can't spoil it but on top of that uh, so you, you never know you might see a GoFundMe soon or a Kickstarter for this film I just want to throw it out there all we need is 40 Forty dollars. I know forty dollars films. We could do it ourselves. We need a GoFundMe for forty dollars. Actually, <laughs> actually, actually, that's not true because we have to we have to procure a camera to make this film. So uh, we might need a little more. No, Soderbergh directs iPhone. movies using an iPhone. We Fuck can do Soderberg. this. We got this. No, we Soderbergh's make, awesome. And you know what? While we're at it, fuck Sean Cunningham. Anyways, with that being said, <laughs> also if you would like to support the show monetarily and help us buy said camera without a without a Kickstarter, you can do that at patreoncom slash eight one two two productions. You get the Horror Zone six oh seven. You get the Horror Zone six oh seven podcast uh, early over there, and you also get the Three Fat Nerds podcast early. Plus, the Three Fat Nerds show is uncut, unedited, and uncooked every week. Week, so you get a lot of the raw diesel and of course the two exclusive the patreon shows i love movies which of course in october instead of doing a horror movie ron picked his man crush ryan reynolds to do waiting and uh diesel just dropped his uh new episode of uh love is scary got it in under the wire i do believe we put it on the 29th so we got it in under the wire because there was some uh confusion with him uh, well there's always conf- that confusion with them but, and a whole other set of confusion <laughs> historical figures and their kinks and I'm going to tell you oh, what, I saw, him, I saw him blush at a couple of them. We didn't cover some of them because their kinks were a little weird, uh, to say the least. So uh, that, that is what is on the Love is Scary with Dr. Derek, and it's all over Patreon. We can't put that out anywhere because, trust me, we'll get banned from everything. So <laughs> patreon.com slash 8122 production. Remember, it's as little as $1 a month. It's super cheap. And if you join the $3 tier, you can win something just like our uh, friend, uh, Tyler. Tyler, uh, he won this month's, uh, give, well, October's giveaway, which was a free shirt. He's going to get a three fat nerd shirt sent to him. And in uh, November, uh, we'll have a winner for a different thing of swag. I'm, I'm actually thinking of a Funko Pop, possibly. Sending, not not even a 3FN one. We might to one of our lucky chubby chasers, as they call them, in the $3 tier. So, And then we have Christmas gifts for everybody. And in, in, in December... There ain't going to be a giveaway because every $3 tier member is getting a Christmas gift. 
Everybody wins. Everybody wins. We've done this before. Everybody wins. So there you go. If you want to join now, you'll be ready to go for December. With that being said, Mike, it's trivia time. It is trivia time. And because the professor can't get any of these right. Oh. Just because he can't Shots get fired. anything right. I'm going to go with one that he should absolutely have the answer to it. If you don't, don't know you are no longer the smartest man in all horror podcasting. <laughs> I'm taking the title wrong. away. <laughs> so you will officially be the Polka King of the Midwest when I introduce you going forward if you don't know this. So I'm giving this this is a nice little soft like toss be a good place. to you. If this was baseball, we'd be playing soft toss here. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is With a this ball. week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. This Rob Zombie film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 10th, 2012. Once again, this Rob Zombie film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 10th, 2012. The answer coming up when we come back from this break. Hey everyone, this is Tom Schuster from the Game Vault Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about Extra Life. On Saturday, November 7th, we'll be participating in Extra Life Day, a worldwide 24-hour game marathon initiative helping to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be playing video games for 24 hours straight, and you can watch us stream it live on twitch.tv slash gamevaultpod. We'll be playing retro games, new classics, party games, and even more. Come join the fun and help us make this the best Extra Life yet. Want to help even more? Drop a donation on our donation page at tinyurl.com slash extralife, the number five. Every little bit helps, and all proceeds benefit the Children's Miracle Network. The donation page stays up until midnight on December 31st, so even if you can't join us live, you can donate anytime you want. Once again, Saturday, November 7th, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash gamevaultpod and tinyurl.com slash extralife5 for the donations thank you welcome back to the zone before the break i ask you this week's horror zone 607 trivia question this week's question this rob zombie film premiered at the toronto international film festival on september 10th 2012 professor if you do not get this right you are fired. By the way, we have. I, the, if he doesn't Just get this right, we both have this. We have. We both have this wrong. If he doesn't have it right, even I have though this, I don't get paid, I have, I have the same answer as he does. So you're representing both of us. <laughs> okay. No, I'm being serious. We, we we looked at each other and we could only we think mouthed, of one. We, we mouthed the words. Gotten almost every question right. He hasn't I know. Got anything right, well, so. he mouthed it to me first. So and I was he got like, a unicorn. it has to be. And then we mouthed together. I love you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was an open mouth hug you guys yes. shared. So. Uh, so so professor, what is the movie? Lords of Salem, one of my the favorites. The correct answer is the Lords of Salem. Huzzah! I win. You got it right. You do. I You're win. The best part. The best part is I'm like just by date alone, it has to be that movie because there's it yeah, can't be like, either the Halloween <laughs> movies because they were earlier. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way it could be anything else. Yep. Well, I we was were so hoping. thanks. Thanks for handing me completely that. Completely get it wrong. We were we were had, yeah. I was waiting. I I was like it can't be 31. That was newer. Yeah. The only thing it could, uh, no, because Devil's Rejects was early too. Three from Hell would have been the newest. That would have been this year. Yeah, Halloween was in the aughts. Mm -hmm. And then. So it wasn't Devil's Rejects and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, both in the aughts. 
It could have only been Halloween 2 or Lords of Salem, and Lords of Salem makes more sense. Yeah, but oh, Halloween 2 was 09. Oh, yeah, right. they were both in the odds. Yeah. They, none of them were in the 10s. Yeah, the, the only one that was, it, the only ones in the 10s, well, outside of like animated and stuff, was Lords of Salem 31 and uh, Three from Hell. I fucking love Lords of Salem. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, I do yeah. too. It's a good movie. I, it's like, I've said it's it many 31. times on the show. I've said it many times before. I'm not a huge fan of Rob Zombie's movies, but that one was excellent. That was, it's, in my opinion, the best movie he's ever directed. Yeah. It's the most original idea that he's had. I would agree. Uh, the book is just a screenplay and it's not good, but the uh, movie, as as a film, it works. And it's like the 2001 Space Odyssey of horror films. Yeah. Well, speaking of books, Professor. You've got your uh, your weekly book review. Yeah, I got a book report here. You got the book report. It's the professor's yeah. book report of the week. Yeah. So um, I, I recently went on a you know horror horror story reading binge for the month of October, and uh, one of the books that was recommended to me by a good friend, um, The Elementals by Michael McDowell. And if you don't know who Michael McDowell is, Michael McDonald. McDowell. Owl. Like, like our good friend Malcolm. Not the singer. Like our good friend Malcolm. I actually spelled that right. Uh He is the writer of Beetlejuice. And uh, he he he's a very good writer. Um, he, has, he has a lot of novels, a lot of short stories. Um, so this is one of his books, The Elementals. It was from 1981. Um, kind of classic haunted house story. Um, and he... It's just really, it's a really good, it's, it's very scary. It's actually one of those, one of the few books I've actually read where, you know, it's actually tough because it's scary. Like I actually creep myself out a bit. So it's two, it's about two rich Alabama families, the Savages and the McCrays, who uh, retreat occasionally to their uh, three vacation homes on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, this property, the estate is kind of known as under this name, Belle Dame. And uh, after the death of their matriarch, they the family goes to kind of recover. Um, no one. So there's three houses on the beachfront. It's got this setup kind of like if have, you guys have seen The Woman in Black, the movie with Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. um, which is also based on a great book uh, by Susan Hill. Um, but the uh, the three houses are on this kind of island that. You know, when the tide's high, there the, there's no access and there's, like, no electricity at this island. So it's, like, back to basics when they stay um, at this place. And uh, so they're kind of cut off from everything. And, you know, it's a very rich, affluent family, so nobody really goes around there anyways. And uh, the third house of the, of the three houses is nearest to the shore. And it's got large sand dunes blown up on it. And nobody enters the house. There's weird stories surrounding the house. Um, so the family um, goes there after the death of the matriarch of the McRae family, I think. I forgot. No, uh, the Savages, the Savage Mother. They they have a whole chapter called Savage Mothers, which is actually pretty interesting. But um, they, they go to the place. The third house has a... Uh, where am I? Sa strange occurrences, paranormal manifestations, sad and disturbing disappearances and deaths. It's a. Uh, it's got some crazy stories surrounding the third house. So Israel McRae, thirteen-year-old daughter of uh, of the family, essentially, she investigates and awakens something. And um, it's not like traditional ghosts. It's these beings called elementals that uh, really start messing with the family, and things get increasingly more scary and gruesome and 
terrible. Um, and it's a very tragic, sad, scary story. Um, kind of in the mode of like Richard Matheson, Peter Straub, Shirley Jackson. Um, it's got some heavy, I know Mike wouldn't appreciate this, but hereditary vibes. Um, oh. I, I would give this five stars all the way. Qu- quickly paced, creepy classic from Michael McDowell. Um, the writer of Beetlejuice. Um, you would you would figure this guy would come up with something pretty creative considering Beetlejuice is one of the most original ideas for a movie ever. Like, you know, you just you just know, like, the concept itself is, it, it is enough right there for the movie Beetlejuice. So, the, like, that interests me right out of the gate. I was like, what books has this guy written? And uh, judging from Elementals, I need to read everything else this guy has uh, written. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my book book review there for uh, the Elementals by Michael McDowell. It was oh. beautiful. Did you have any else that they had in there? Uh, and a few comic books came out this past week. Um, I don't if there's any comic book readers out there. Uh, DC always every every season DC usually does these holiday specials, and uh, usually around Halloween, um, you know, New Year's, uh, Christmas, Valentine's Day, they do they do themed uh, specials. So this past week they released the Doomed and the Damned uh, Halloween special, eighty pages. Uh, 10 short stories, horror stories with like characters like Man Bat and Zatanna and a lot of their magic uh, horror creatures and stuff like that. Um, really good read if you get a chance. And then uh, The Legend of Swamp Thing, Halloween Spectacular, 48-page giant, which is really good. Spectacular? Yep. Well, yep. no, not it's a Halloween Spectacular, the, there regular, you go. the regular word. Yes. Uh, very good stuff. Before we get into the movie reviews, though, I have something interesting that just came across my phone. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes. It's very is interesting. Is this what I was... I don't know if this is what you were reading, <laughs> but if it is, then we will have the same thing. So uh, uh, we were just talking about Jamie Lee Curtis, and it seems that she was sat down in Sirius XM's The Jess Cagle Show uh, within the last day or so, and it's just hitting the news wave where she was talking a little bit about Halloween kills. Uh kind of the same kind of thing but there's a little extra because uh and her direct quote is that halloween kills is about mob violence uh the exact quote is halloween 2018 was about laurie's trauma right it was focused on laurie strode but you know there are a lot of other people that had the result of michael myers in 1978 curtis explained halloween kills movie is about a mob so what i will tell you is that what we were seeing around the country of the power of the rage of voices, big groups of people coming together and raised at the set of circumstances. That's what the movie is. The movie is about a mob. And so it's very interesting because it takes on what happens when trauma infects an entire community, which we've heard this before yeah. from David Gordon Green. What we did not hear before is that Jess Cagle pushed her time and time again to give something up about the 2022 movie, which would be Halloween Ends. To which Jamie Lee Curtis kept saying, I can't, I can't divulge anything, etc., etc. Finally, she said this. Here's my snippet, legacy. That it really has to do with the nature of evil and the legacy of evil. Yeah. So she has made a comment on what Halloween Ends is about. And if you guys would like to see the full interview, you can do that. If you have the SiriusXM app, they have the video up. And, of course, you can get the replay of the Jess Cagle show with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, where she talks about other things not horror-related as well. But uh, that just came across my newswire, which is pretty awesome. Ooh. Nice. And I feel like since we were talking about Halloween Kills, which I... Well, you can kind of see a little bit of that in the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. There's, like, big groups of people 
And that actually is a cool idea, the panic striking the community yeah. and people being outraged. And once again, that's something that David Gordon Green had said before that that was what the movie yeah. was going to be about. And so it's, it's cool to see her take her take, and it's the same thing. But I said, I think the biggest part is that, I, first of all, give balls to Jess Cagle mm -hmm. to just keep like, hey, what can you tell us about Halloween Ends? Just tell the us. The 2022 movie. The 2022 movie. That's how she kept putting it. What about the 2022 movie? <laughs> and she just kept saying, and give it to Jamie Lee Curtis for saying not, nothing until finally she was like, okay, fine. Here's my snippet. Legacy of Evil. Yeah. So there you go. So, so trauma, mobs, and uh, leg legacy. Now I feel like we don't need to see the movie. Huh? Now I feel like we don't even need to see the movie. I I, I don't feel like that gives away too much. I feel like that was actually per <laughs> honestly it got, has me more intrigued because at whatever and uh, of course that comes off the fact that David uh, Gordon Green has always said that it's not a one and two part. Yeah. The Halloween Kills is not part one and Halloween Ends is part two. They're two separate movies. Yeah. Which I'm super excited about nonetheless. What about the idea, the possibility that people might like glorify Michael Myers and maybe there's a group of Michael Myers well I was going to say my point of the legacy is I think that possibly it has to do with what we kind of thought about before when we pitched the idea mm -hmm. that Halloween Kills could even be a different Michael Myers if you will yeah. maybe Michael Myers meets his demise in Halloween Kills Yeah. maybe Halloween Ends is somebody picking up the quote unquote legacy Yeah. you never know I think it's kind of cool. Uh, I, I'll wait to see it, but I, I just saw that come across the newswire yeah, yeah. because because you can see the video and stuff for yourself. It gets the, uh, it gets the gears turned. I'm sure. I'm sure if you go on YouTube, somebody's put it up there as well. But I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to well we 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 try to uh, tell you guys where to go. You know, legally. Yeah, <laughs> we have to do our part legally. But yes, Sirius XM. So cool. Get on them. Uh, so that brings us into the review portion of the show, uh, the, the movie review portion of the show. And we talked about it last week. We are going to be reviewing not one, but two, count them, two fan films. We were going to be doing three, but they played an evil trick on us again with Voorhees <laughs> and put it out at midnight on November 1st, technically, because they said it was coming out on, on, on October 31st. If you come did, out at midnight, that is November 1st. They didn't specify? They did. They specified October 31st. And then but they, when they didn't premiered say it, like midnight. They no, said they October it. 31st. Yeah, they premiered it technically on November 1st. What a bunch of lame. Except for Pacific. I think that's what they went by was Pacific time. It was Pacific time. It was only it was 9 p.m. They weren't specific with Pacific. Yeah, stop messing up my words, man. <laughs> we're not we're not doing this. So no, the, that works. They weren't specific yeah. with Pacific. So I feel like we should start with a Halloween movie because uh, Mike famously quoted it as being, and, and you're not wrong. It looked like it was a lost scene from Halloween 2018. It could have been. Uh, yeah, obviously kinda, it wasn't as a fan film. Yeah, it was shot very similar. Obviously it had the same soundtrack from 2018. And that's what the, the directors intended it on being. Yeah, they intended yeah. it on being a kind of cutaway scene from uh, the Halloween 2018 movie. It's about 13 minutes long. It's called Happy Halloween. Mm -hmm. Happy, happy Halloween. And you can follow and you can follow that. You can find that on YouTube, of course, because it's a fan <laughs> film. They can't make money of it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> no more days till Halloween. <laughs> no. Anyways. Uh with that being said though, uh we had a good time watching it. Or I mean at least I did. It was very short, very sweet. Days and uh the, the the uh professor has some fun facts before I jump into the actual what happens in the movie. Or do you want to do the tie be togethers between the movies? Well, uh, there's something that ties these together too. Well, it's kind of kind of interesting. Uh, the writer director Cortland Gordon of Happy Halloween is in um, Never Hike in the Snow, which we'll be talking about in a minute. So there and you go. So 
it seems like he and uh, this Vincent DeSant, Vincenti DeSanti, yes, um, are kind of in cahoots. And Vincente and DeSante was the director of Never Hiking Never Alone. Alone and Never Hiking the Snow, and he played Jason Voorhees, and he played and he plays Michael he Myers, plays Michael in Myers in Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, so it's some interesting uh, connections there. Um, but Happy Halloween, pretty good. Uh, the production values are are a little rough. It's a fan film. Some scenes are louder than others, like the it, sound mixing was. Yeah. yeah, but but still, like Never Hike alone and never hike in the snow or fan films right but, but those a, are on a different he's obviously a better yeah. director and editor well this <laughs> you know this felt like uh this felt like it was a little rougher around the edges uh better Cor- editing team Cortland gordon also did uh dead by dawn uh evil dead fan film which i'm interested in seeing now mm. um that was uh, released in 2019 i, I do want to check that yeah. out uh it's always a good rabbit hole to go down uh i just want to point out if you haven't seen it it is worth seeing brutal opening I don't, I don't like the order because they go back in time. Because basically they show you a scene. The, the opening scene is actually, as you find out, the end. The, end. the beginning is the end. Yes. Is the beginning. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't a fan of it in this case. But they, I will didn't... say this. When have we ever seen Michael Myers cut a child in half? Yeah. <laughs> Except for this movie. Well, <laughs> that that's what kind of took me out of it a little bit. Because he never harms children. Uh, uh, that's a lie. He does go after children. It, he is never. He, he goes he, after uh, them, but he never kills. Halloween twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. He kills a child. Wait, what? Wait. He he kills a child in twenty eighteen. The kid in the pickup truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't show it. Yeah, but he. But yeah, let's think do. about it. He yeah, breaks, breaks his neck. He breaks. Oh his neck. yeah, yeah. They do show. Yes, it. and on top of that, he is, <laughs> he is. He is. He is. By the way, he is also. I just watched it last night. He also off screen has technically been attributed to killing other people, which he, every killer is. Here's the problem: he did spend two movies chasing a little girl around. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on! And his intentions wasn't to play fucking patty cakes. I think it was though. <laughs> I think he would have cut her in half if he would have called Jamie. Yeah, she was just fast as fast could be, so she he never he just caught wanted her. to talk to her. He just I, wanted, hey, we're family. And he tried to run over the little <laughs> simple kid there, whatever yeah, his name no, was. No, you guys are right. I'm wrong. See, and he, he tried to kill him. With, he tried to kill him with a car. The only reason he didn't die is somehow he 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 just lived through it. It was shocking though, to see him like carry the half oh, of the kid out. It was of brutal. The cornfield. It was brutal. That cornfield scene was good. Yeah, um, the cornfield was scene cool. was great. I think that was the best part of it too. Yeah, <laughs> but the whole looping around and the all the brotherly love stuff yeah. was kind of like eh. So uh, how how did you feel about it, Mike? Um. I mean, it reminded me of Halloween 2018, which it was supposed to. Um, Did you like it better than Halloween 2018? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Uh, I I give them a lot of respect because, you know, this goes back to what I was saying a few weeks back when I was chastising all of these people that were going off on people that make fan films. Mm-hmm. This is a fan film. They yeah. didn't, there was no budget, and this thing looked professional. It looked straight out like a deleted scene from mm. Halloween 2018. It looked good. It, did, it was not I, I low agree. budget. I actually the agree. The kills were good. You know, this, Some of the this acting movie, is pretty rough. Well, it's well, a fan film. The acting might have been a little rough. And but... I keep saying it's a fan film, not to just what it, but I'm, I'm, it is a way to defend it because it's not professional actors. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, it's probably like that dude's friends and, you know, people. Yeah. So it's like, I can't take it away from that. And then just like the editing, like I understand, yes, the editing is the a little sound, off. And as, the somebody, sound editing. as somebody who does editing, yeah. I, I get it. Cause you're, you should have at least touched it down a little bit. Now, mind you, our voices get louder and lower like some, throughout some because we're sound, talking. Some of the scenes though, it was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. Turn down the... See, the, but that's one of the harder things to do is to try to get your music and your yeah. vocals and everything to mix up. I understand this cause I do it. And sometimes I do it to great success. And sometimes, 
sometimes I don't do it to great success because when we're recording in the studio, especially when we get excited or if, if multiple of us are excited at the same time, we're peaking. So of course I always bring down the volume so it's the pit, so the peak goes down. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for is to not have it pop in the ears of our listeners. The- so I kind of understand. Once again, you could have done a better job sound editing. Absolutely, but I can't because it's a fan film. Now, if it was a professional Hollywood movie, yeah. I would crucify something oh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. for. It. But because it's a fan film, you gotta you gotta no, take good. the good with the bad. I mean, I thought it was shot very well. It looked really cool, and they sawing a child in half, which you don't get to see the like the the dirty details of it, but you do get to see this finished product, and it was really cool. There's good kills. There's, oh yeah, uh, the gravestone bashing. Yeah, that was cool, and it has one of my favorite lines. Uh, my favorite line in the movie is when the kid goes up to his brother in the graveyard are you guys smoking drugs that was, that was my favorite of course that would be are you guys smoking drugs in there so for the fan film so for the fan film uh what do you uh score this fan film at? and i i i want to point out this is a fan film score so we don't have to hold it to the responsibilities of a major motion picture. i'm holding it high i bet you will <laughs> my stand who are you asking me yes yeah, so i'm gonna start with you mike uh, for this one, based, because uh, like scoring it as a fan film, I would give it an eight out of ten. Mm. I'm with you on that. For very for good fan, production for value. For a fan film, I, I'm 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 gonna I'll actually go slightly lower with a seven and a half. Professor, I'm gonna go with a seven and a half, like kind of seventies, eighties B. Yeah, yeah, B minus. Yeah, for um, a fan film, but once again, you have to score it's as a, a good, fan It's film. a good. It's it's good enough, and the Goonies are good enough. Oh, yeah. For me. Well, that brings us to the second movie, though, which is the prequel to Never Hike Alone, which is very critically acclaimed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I still think it's one of the best, if not the best, fan-made film out there. That's great. And, of course, it was the one we've been waiting for, and that would be Never Hike in the Snow from Womp Stomp Films, directed by Vincente DeSante, uh, returning to his post, uh, well, uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 world. Because it is post, because obviously Tommy Jarvis is here mm-hmm. uh, once again. Uh, this yep. one deals with the prequel world, where I think that they tied it in pretty cool with the fact that when the mom served. So well, let's talk about the victim first, because I think I, I can't talk about this movie without saying, first off, that it made the list of my favorite Friday the 13th kills. This is the second. Oh, yeah. This is the second fan film that has given me a hollow or, or sorry, not Halloween, a Friday the 13th fan film that has given me a, a, one of my favorite Friday the 13th kills. And that is the opening kill that you get to never see hike alone. Was it the head crushing? Oh uh, no! We're talking about never hiking the snow. No, but like you liked the. No, no, killing. I liked it from uh, uh, what was the movie? Vengeance. Oh, uh, right, she sho- the girl gets her head shoved into the fan of the engine. Oh yeah. And yeah. the other girl gets her head ripped <laughs> off through the thing. Mike knows what I'm talking about. If you've never seen it, you got to see it. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty fantastic. But this movie, of course, we saw in the teaser trailer the arrow in <laughs> the guy get you know at the business end of the arrow. That is not how that scene ends, though. No. Uh, when Jason produces the axe, I didn't know what was happening. I'm watching this at the same time Mike is because we watched it when we, it premiered and we're messaging each other. And we had this same exact reaction when he slams the axe into the dude's mouth. Oh, my God. And it cuts <laughs> his head almost clean in two through the mouth. He's a Pez dispenser. And we were just, di- we were like, oh, my God, that is great. One of the greatest kills. Mike, tell me, tell me how you felt about it when we were watching it at the same time. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah, 
Oh, that is one yeah. of the most brutal kills I've seen. But where yeah, they tied, it really was. Where they tied it in, though, is that this particular kid who was out there hiking was watching the uh, YouTube videos of the guy who was making them in Never Hike Alone. Kyle McLeod. That's right. So uh, he was he was he was going through hikes and stuff, and he ends up in the wrong uh, part of town, if you will. Yeah. And he almost makes it to his car. Let's be honest. We saw that in the teaser trailer. And it, it so show. close. So close, but yeah, so far away. I think they did a good job. Although the one part that was really weird to me is the fact that not only does Jason steal the car, <laughs> he drives the car a la Michael Myers, and he even vandalizes said car yeah. with writing his scratching his name in the hood. I, I thought that was a little strange. <laughs> that was, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm Jason. And the fact that he knows how to spell his name is pretty impressive, by the way. Yeah. Uh, from all reports. Uh, but it leads to uh, the end, which is a very short. Once again, it was like 18 minutes. And was uh, which, a half hour? No, it was 18 minutes. Oh, okay. And the best part about the being 18 minutes of the first movie was an, was hour. an hour. Yeah. So 18 minutes and... Uh, you get the last final bit cop comes to the cabin where Jason stays and uh, Jason is there. Of course, of course the dead body of that kid and other people are also there. Yeah. And the cop, uh, yeah, he goes, thinks he's got Jason. He don't, <laughs> he ends up in well, a brutal predicament as well. What's really cool about both uh, never hike alone and never hike in the snow is the different ways the, uh, director figures out how to shoot this yeah, like you get the police body, body cams cam. and then in the first one you got the uh hiking you, you, the youtube channel shit mm -hmm. like we're gonna so rough the it GoPro. yeah like the gopro footage so he's always finding yeah. cool ways to shoot a slasher movie that no professional slasher movies are doing right like, absolutely like th this is really innovative stuff that's happening in both of these can't agree more mike how did you feel about the end of this uh foray if you will um, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, overall, I mean, the whole, the whole movie was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my biggest, uh, issue was with it was, wait, that's it. Yeah. You know, forgetting yeah. that they were doing a couple of more, uh, just because never hike in the snow was a lot longer and I'm watching this sitting here, like waiting for stuff to happen. And it's just like over. You mean never hike like alone it, was longer. Yeah. It was about or, that that's one. what I meant. Yeah. So no, the, the plan for this was to do this prequel and then they have three sequels that are all supposed to be shorter. So right. I think that there's supposed to be a half hour or less for the three sequels, uh, basically because they could have just made one movie, but instead they're making three. Yeah. And once again, when you don't have to pay for them, that's even better. Like as yeah. far as a right. fan uh, or you can support them because you can get the Blu-ray of this. They, they were just uh, selling this on uh, their Kickstarter. Yeah, to start funding right. for the next movie. So they were selling the Blu-ray for this exact movie. And also you can get the Blu-ray for Never Hike Alone. What's really cool about this one, though, too, is it takes a step outside of uh, Camp Crystal Lake. Yes. You, you get kind of like the grief faced by like the vi the victims. You know, mm -hmm. that's never really happened. Yeah, you get the mother. And, uh, the mother of Friday the, the 13th. The mother movie. of the kid that dies, you get her reaction and yeah. what's going on with her which was really kind of cool as well. Also, I uh, dug the fact that uh, the, the sheriff. Or yeah. Was, yeah, the sheriff was yeah, the, the sheriff former was, deputy uh, from uh, part yeah. six. Yeah. Deputy Rick Cologne. A lot of, so, lot of cool nods to part six. Yeah, so not only did you have Tom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis, but you had, you know, Deputy uh, Rick on there as well. And I love that he still has his little red uh, laser beam. Uh, you know what? Even in 2020, it was the, it was, it, it was, bang. it was your bang. It's bang. good stuff, man. 
<laughs> that was pretty I cool. Enjoy, I actually did enjoy that throwback. Yeah. I love how I love how the other guy when they find the car, like when he closes the hood and you, before they show you the name, and the guy runs off puking, and then like like uh, Sheriff Frick is just sitting there, kind of looking at him, like you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the best the best part about it. Like the deputy sees the name before because they kind of shoot Wait. it to the side, it closes it, the guy starts puking, and, and and like before they show the hood, it cuts to Sheriff Frick, and he's just like. Shakes his head like he's a bitch, and then it, then it cuts to the the high uh, the high shot, probably from a drone, I would assume, and you can see that it says Jason scratched into the hood of the car. Do you think Jason right. spray painted that? He didn't spray paint; it was scratched. In. Scratched. See, I don't know if he did it, but or then Tommy? again, it, it can't be Tommy. No, Tommy didn't find the car. Yeah. Like it, we're led to believe that Jason drives this car after beating it up. Me and Mike said that we were going to put the car in the kill count. Because like <laughs> yeah. after he kills after he kills the he kid, that he, car. he beat the shit out the car. A la the video game. And me and Mike are like, oh man, that car did we put the car in the kill count? Mike's like, yeah. But the next thing you know, the car gets driven <laughs> and is just vandalized. So I guess right. we gotta see I guess what we thought when he was killing the car is maybe where he was writing his name. What radio station know. do you think Jason Voorhees listens to while driving? I'm gonna say uh ninety two five KGB FM. <laughs> <sighs> There's a little local humor. I like it. Uh, who's who's the DJ personality on that show? I don't these have days? any clue I, I anymore. No idea. Rock and Ricky. Uh, is that real? Is that real? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know if there Might are. As that, well be. that could be me. I can do that's, the radio. That's like the typical and local. And it's, uh, it's rocking Ricky. Uh, back with me, rocking Ricky for all the tunes to take you home. We're gonna kick it back to 1992. My name's Rad Rafe, and I've got some <laughs> songs for you. Yeah, like your name is. Your name is not Rad Rafe. That, your that name would is, be my. Your name is Date Rafe. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Oh, oh man, we tipped our we tipped our we tipped our hand on one of the things we're gonna film. Damn yeah. It. Well, yeah. Let's <laughs> moving on. Anyways, <laughs> with that being said, though, uh, let's get to the the serious nuts and bolts of it. We'll start with the professor this time. What did you think about Never Hike in the Snow? Never Hike in the Snow. I think it looks professional. It looks like these people really good editing yeah like good editing good sound design professional actors great makeup effects great makeup effects like how the halloween happy halloween had to like pull away from the gore stuff because they probably had much lower budget but um you know it's 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 this one's really cool and uh courtland gordon plays mark hill the victim yeah the guy that gets the axe to the face and uh, he, he's the guy that directed it. By the way, the prosthetic, the prosthetics for that looked amazing. Yeah, and then the fade, like, I, I like when the it slow, zooms in on the mother looking at the picture of him, and then it fades to him and Jason's cabin, and it's just awful and gross. Uh, I would give this, like, a 9 out of 10. I would, I would say this I'm, is, like, I'm with a you. solid 90. I am with you. I'm a, a 9 out of 10. A grade. This is A grade stuff here. It is. Uh, Mike C., uh, we gave it about that. What did you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of 10 only because I did think it was a little stupid that he carved his name into the car and then drove it away. <laughs> yeah. It just makes no that, sense. Yeah, yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, I'm so, Jason. I, I forgave Michael Myers for bit. doing it in the original movie. So I got to forgive Jason for doing it. In Wait, this did one. Michael do yeah. it? In the, he well, he didn't out. carve his name, but think he about it. He the, drove away. Yeah. Yeah. I love, no, I love, yeah. I love how they tried to address that in the reshoot though, where they're, where they're like, how do you learn how to drive a car? I don't know. He learned how to do a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> like not how did he, not how do you escape? How do you get out? No, no. How did, how do you learn how to drive a car? Yeah. So, I mean, if we can let it go for Michael Myers, who was institutionalized from the age of six and somehow knew how to drive a car, the big galoof known as Jason, who is an archer champ 
should also know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was that too. Mama taught him well. <laughs> well, you know what? It fits into the remake because in the remake, he he archers somebody to death too, which makes sense though. You would think because he's, he's like he's good at every weapon he comes across. Yeah, we've seen him do it in multiple movies. Like, there's not a weapon he doesn't use. He's very outdoorsy. Weapon. Yeah, so, very outdoorsy. So, so I would I would assume <laughs> now if he would have shot him, it would have been weird. He's although, very outdoorsy. although. <laughs> I'm calling my shots for the sequels. If he doesn't ya bang the ya bang guy, we're pissed. I'm pissed. He should have yeah. one shooting victim, and it should be wherever the red dot goes. Ya bang. Man, imagine bang. imagine Jason chasing somebody in a car, like using a car. Ah, so <laughs> car <good>. chase. <laughs> have a car chase. There he is. Car, a car chasing. Car uh, chasing. Uh, that was a corny joke, but bad. it works. It's bad, so, bad stuff. If you guys saw him at home, what did you guys think of Never Hiking the Snow and Happy Halloween? If you haven't seen him, go check him out. We definitely highly recommend both. You can find them on YouTube. Just type that in there. Uh, if you want to talk to us about them, go ahead and hit us up on the social medias, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share that page. We're also at, uh, at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Visit 8122productions.com for all your information about 8122productions. Also, uh, twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. Go ahead and follow that for free. Uh, we're almost at 100 uh, followers, so we're going to be giving away a Funko Pop yeah. there. And last but certainly not least, if you would like to support the show monetarily, get a cool, a lot of cool bonus content for as little as $1 a month, go ahead and join us on patreon.com slash 8122productions. That's all i've got mike hit him with the take home all right guys thank you once again for tuning in it's uh been a pleasure doing the show all year long we have just passed our two-year anniversary with the show we haven't really talked much about that i know it all started with uh with a a pilot episode in 10m studio and uh it's moved on to meeting celebrities and, and having uh, our well, own to be studio. Fair, to be fair, episode two was done from uh, Scaricot and yeah. uh, Courtney Gaines was on that episode. Yeah. How, how, how many people can say in the second episode of any show that they've ever done, you know, not being famous people, how many people could say that, <laughs> that a, an icon, a character, you know, actor that, that's an icon in the, in the industry did their show? And not only that, we couldn't get rid of him. You know, he just kept coming over. He kept hanging out. We got to be friends with the guy. So, so you know, we're two years in. I, I'd say we're doing pretty well. I'd say we're going strong. Here's the two more. Here's the 20 more. I hope I'm doing this show when I'm 90 with you guys. And hopefully so, I won't get fired. Yeah, well, you better start getting these questions right. Or, you know what? You better do as some starting. Are you as, getting as paid, Rich? Rich, are you getting paid? Am I not getting paid? getting paid? Dude, I wish I, I, wish I was getting We're paid. We're both getting paid. Uh, and until you start getting some trivia questions right, you're not going to see a penny on it. Oh. So as far as I'm concerned, you got this week's question wrong. Oh, gee so, whiz. Yeah, I'm taking it away. I'm taking it away from you. Give it away. Give it away now. There, it wouldn't be a show without that either. So, So we will be back at it next week. We'll be bringing you more of the biggest horror movie news, talking all things horror. Until then, for The Professor, for Rich, I'm Mike C. Saiyan. See ya.